I'm Rev David. Thanks for joining me as I wander through life. Today's Bible passage is from chapter 8 of the Acts of the Apostles. At this point of the story, the early church in Jerusalem is being persecuted by the authorities. One of the disciples, Stephen, has been stoned to death, and so everyone is scattering, leaving the city to seek safety elsewhere. And in the midst of this, the following happens. An angel of the Lord said to Philip, Get ready and go south to the road that goes from Jerusalem to Gaza. So Philip got ready and went. Now an Ethiopian eunuch, who was an important official in charge of the treasury of the Queen of Ethiopia, was on his way home. He had been to Jerusalem to worship God, and was going back home in his carriage. As he rode along, he was reading from the book of the prophet Isaiah. The Holy Spirit said to Philip, Go over to that carriage and stay close to it. Philip ran over and heard him reading from the book of the prophet Isaiah. So he asked him, Do you understand what you are reading? The official replied, How can I understand unless someone explains it to me? And he invited Philip to climb up and sit in the carriage with him. The passage of scripture which he was reading was this, He was like a sheep that is taken to be slaughtered, like a lamb that makes no sound when its wool is cut off. He did not say a word. He was humiliated and justice was denied him. No one will be able to tell about his descendants because his life on earth has come to an end. The official asked Philip, Tell me, of whom is the prophet saying this? Of himself or of someone else? Then Philip began to speak. Starting from this passage of scripture, he told him the good news about Jesus. As they travelled down the road, they came to a place where there was some water. And the official said, Here is some water. What is to keep me from being baptised? The official ordered the carriage to stop, and both Philip and the official went down into the water, and Philip baptised him. When they came up out of the water, the Spirit of the Lord took Philip away. The official did not see him again, but continued on his way, full of joy. Philip found himself in Azotus. He went on to Caesarea, and on the way he preached the good news in every town. As it says in the story, the Ethiopian eunuch was an important official. He was both rich and educated. We know this because he had his his own carriage and driver. He owned a scroll of the prophet Isaiah. And remember, these were copied one at a time by hand and so were very expensive. And he could read it. So he knew at the very least his own language plus the Hebrew that the scroll would have been written in. He had come to worship God in Jerusalem, and yet we know that because he was a eunuch, he would have been denied entry to the temple. Imagine for a moment going on pilgrimage to a church in a faraway place, 
And then when you get there, you're not allowed in because your face doesn't fit. So you stand just outside the door whilst the service goes on inside. What kind of people allow that? And what kind of God do they think that they are worshipping? So back to the story. People are leaving town in a hurry. And an angel of the Lord tells Philip to go to the crossroads and then further prompts him to get involved. This is a great example of God putting us in places of encounter. Think back to Jesus' ministry and picture how that was a ministry of encounter. Jesus walked about and crossed paths with others and things happened. After Pentecost, this continues through the Holy Spirit working in the disciples. And today, it continues with the Holy Spirit prompting us. God puts us in places of encounter. What do we do in those places? Philip asks a question, offers to help, and ends up in the carriage with the Ethiopian. And from there, he goes on to explain the good news. If you relate that to us for a moment, then we have to be equipped. We have to know something of scripture and we have to be able to articulate what the good news is. And to be honest, if we can't do that when we've been Christians for as long as we have, then something's wrong somewhere. But it doesn't have to be perfect. We can't let the need for perfection prevent us from having a go. We always have to remember that ultimately God is in control and his Holy Spirit will enable us. So a bond is formed. Philip and the Ethiopian travel together and share the good news. And then a big moment arrives. The, o the Ethiopian spots some water maybe a lake or a small pond, by the roadside, and asks the question, what is to keep me from being baptised? This from the man who isn't even allowed into church. And notice how Philip doesn't answer. Instead, there is a silence, as there should be, because it is not for Philip to say yes or no. It is not for Philip to say you are or you aren't allowed in. Who do we think we are to draw the boundaries around the church? God makes those decisions. And a God who is full of grace and mercy, our God, is always going to say yes, all are welcome. And so the silence is broken by the Ethiopian himself who orders the carriage stopped. And they both go into the water, and Philip baptises him. And then the encounter ends, with Philip going one way, and the Ethiopian another. But the results of the encounter continue, as they have both been changed. So that's the story, and it's all exciting, full of exotic characters and God at work. But what does it mean for us today, over 2,000 years later? Does it hold any meaning or any challenge, or is it just a story? For me, 
There are a few things. God does put us in places of encounter. It's up to us what we do with them. We should be able to say in just a few sentences why we are Christians. What the good news means to us. We are not God's policemen. Our role is not to guard a boundary. It's to throw the doors wide open. That's not always easy to do because encounters with people who are different from us can be challenging. But all these encounters, however they turn out, provide us with points of growth. Our faith journey continues and we mature. And finally, the story is exciting and eventful. That's why we remember it. But there have been millions, billions of other stories, other encounters, that are much more dull, boring, every day, but nonetheless important. That's how we have come to be here. It's fine to be steady, mundane even, but always open to God's Holy Spirit. That's it for now. Thanks for listening and I'll see you next time.